Have you ever been in a relationship with someone where you're constantly walking on eggshells? Like everything you say or do, you're just waiting for this response. You're just waiting for the hammer to drop and you to feel like you're the bad guy. Like you start to wonder, how is this person going to show up? Like the garage door opens and you wonder, is he going to come in pissed off at me or is he going to come in loving? Is he going to come in or like actually like talking to me today or is it going to be the silent treatment again? Maybe you find yourself questioning yourself of like, what is wrong with me? Why is this relationship going like this? Like, am I not good enough? Like, why do I feel like the crazy one? And you might be curious of like, what's actually going on when we talk about the behaviors and the functions that are happening inside narcissistic relationships? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Touching on some of the love bombing, the gaslighting, the devaluation, and also the hoovering that happens inside narcissistic relationship and that cycle that a lot of times goes through. So you might be asking, how do I know so much about this? Well, if you're new to my channel, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to help provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. To help you move in your journey, like understanding you feel stuck, trapped a lot of times with a toxic person. Like he's told you that he loves you, but he keeps cheating on you. Like he's told you that he loves you, but he keeps lying to you. And over and over, you keep taking him back. You keep going back thinking, maybe this will be the next time. Maybe this will be the change. Maybe this will be the person that I actually want to see you, the person that I thought I fell in love with. And it's not because it just keeps happening over and over. What you're going to find today is as we talk through this, you might start identifying with some of this cycle. You might start identifying, this is where I'm in the cycle. This is what I'm starting to notice. And then if you see it, then you have to actually start to do something about you about how you're actually going to grow and change to be able to put yourself in a place where you can actually take control of your life versus having another person. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Control you. So let's dive in. First, first point is love bombing. Okay. At the beginning of the relationship, a lot of times narcissists will shower you with affection, with love of like, hey, you are the best thing on planet earth. This is amazing because it feels like that movie connection where it's like the best thing ever. Oftentimes this is where you become soulmates, where you're like the one, the two people in the whole planet that, that can only connect. This feeling of individuality, of like being the best person on the planet is oftentimes pushed up on what we, oftentimes we call a pedestal, where the narcissist is pushing you up on a pedestal and being like, you're so amazing and like lifting you up. And it gets to be this place where you see this with the affection, with the gifts, with the things that they give you, with the time that's spent, with the communication, with the texting, with the talking on the phone, all these things that make you feel like you're the most valuable person in the whole world. And this is done in a way of saying, hey, you're so amazing. And when this happens, it puts you up on this giant pillar, uh, pillar. like this, this giant pillar of being like, you are the most perfect person. And it makes you feel amazing. They'll make grandiose promises. They'll make you feel like the perfect partner. But all of this just is a facade. It's a facade because it only lasts for a period of time. It's not exact period of time, two to six months. Okay, if it's covert, it could be a couple of years. But when we're talking about this aspect, this happens and you start to fall in love with a version of this person that is fake. And this version of a person that's fake, we typically call the mask. The mask, the other version that they're putting out there for you to see and for the world to see, that's not actually congruent with who they are on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Like it doesn't actually show up in their relationships with their parents. It doesn't actually show up with their friendships. It doesn't actually show up with their interactions with strangers, but it shows up with you in a certain way to be able to trap you. This could look like buying extravagant gifts, uh, planning elaborate trips, surprise getaways, flying you all across the country, professing a love early on in the relationship, saying they want to get married early on in the relationship. But like a lot of times it's like putting you in this mode really, really quick of like we are meant to be. If you're in a relationship with someone and it feels like super similar, like instantly, that's more of a red flag than what you actually want to believe. Most of you are like, oh my gosh, I found the right person because we love the same things. A lot of times it might also be a narcissist mirroring of what you actually like. You like this, I like this. We have such a connection. In reality, I don't like this, but it gave me a connection and that's all that matters because I'm trying to get with you, trying to be with you, whatever it might be. Okay, so you have that first aspect. Then you have aspects of gaslighting. This is where the relationship starts to turn. Like you start to fall off of the pillar a little bit and the narcissist starts to make you feel like, what are you talking about? That pillar has always been there. Why do you feel like, why are you trying to get back up to a pillar? Like you've never been there. Like you've never been this way. A narcissist oftentimes are really good at manipulating and twisting the truth. So when we talk about this twisting the truth of gaslighting, it's not just lying. Okay, so like lying, did you do this? No, I didn't do this. Okay, gaslighting is like lying 2.0. Okay, it's like taking it to the next level. And so it's, did you do this? No, I didn't do this. Are you crazy? But I saw you do this. No, you didn't. Like, you didn't see me do anything at all. Yes, I did. I watched you actually do this. I watched you get into the car with her and drive off. No, like you must be imagining it. That wasn't me. I was at work. No, you weren't at work because your location said, well, I don't know what's going on in my location, but I was at work. Like all this stuff. And so it's, it's the goal of like, let me lie to you and then let me make you doubt your sanity. Let me doubt the perception of reality that you're actually viewing. And Gaslight first originated, well, uh, like became more popular, I would say, with like a 1940 movie called Gaslight. And with that, it became this aspect of trying to make the wife feel crazy in the relationship. And so that's where it's kind of like coined and popularized in one sense. And the aspect is to make a person feel crazy so that they have manipulation control and so they get a certain outcome. Whether that's you leave, whether that's they just have control over you to put a certain image out there or they get the high of getting away with something. There's a lot of different pieces and variations underneath it. But first off, you just need to understand what gaslighting is. You might be in this moment in the relationship and you're like doubting your memories. Like you're doubting what's actually true. You're doubting the version of reality and you're like, wait a second, like I thought this happened. Give me, a, give me an example. I had like one client where husband like accused her of like, how dare you go out in public looking like that and like showing off X, Y, and Z? And her first response was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't even think about that. Her second response is when she thought about it for a period of time, she was like, wait a second. I've never gone to that place. I've never shown up in that outfit and I've never put myself out there like that. But in the moment, she was apologized for something that she never did. But because he conditioned her for such a long period of time to automatically comply to the stuff that he wanted. A lot of times you'll see a narcissist will use the gaslighting to be able to control, manipulate you, to deny events, to deny conversations that they even had like right in front of you. I had another client where they were, they were talking to the narcissist one time and he said something super mean, super degrading about like one particular subject. She was like, I can't believe you said that. And he was like, what are you talking about? I didn't say that. She was like, yes, you did. You literally just said that. And he was like, no, I didn't. And so she went and she grabbed the iPad because they had cameras in the house. She grabbed the iPad. She pulled up the camera that was in the kitchen. She clicked play and held it up. And he watched himself say those exact words that she said. He said, 
his response? I didn't say that. She's like, it's, it's right here. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got to the place where she was so confused in the moment, so much doubting herself, she had to take the iPad to other friends and family, sit it down in front of them, press play, and be like, what did you hear? Because he had convinced her of a false reality. He convinced her that he was right, she was wrong, and had no clue what she was talking about. A lot of times you will see this and you will feel this when you start to feel crazy of like, do I have a memory problem? Did I forget something? Like, I know that this happened, but the person in your life says no. It never happened. Then you're going to see this piece in the relationship then of devaluation. Okay, this is that aspect where they take the pillar, they pull the, the, the pillar they put you on, the pedestal they put you on, they yank it out from underneath you, you drop down and they're like, why aren't you amazing anymore? Like you used to be this great, why aren't you amazing anymore? Now, are they going to sound like that? No, like it's going to have all these nuances to it. Okay, but after the love bombing phase, a lot of times narcissists will get to the place where they start to put you down. This, time, this oftentimes will come across as like criticizing, like slowly belittling you. Like this is where the emotional abuse oftentimes starts of where you're slowly getting your self-esteem, your worth, your value being pulled down time and time and time again. This leaves you at a spot where you feel worthless. You feel shame. You feel guilt. You feel at the place you're like, I'm not good enough. The reason why he cheated on me was because I wasn't good enough in bed. The reason why he cheated on me was because I wasn't a good enough wife. Like you'll, you'll hear this in your head over and over and over again in the relationship, out of the relationship, and you'll start to beat yourself up for the narcissist because you're starting to believe their version of reality. You're starting to believe that there's something wrong with you, which is what caused them to actually do something else. I want you to consider a possibility of imagine if you didn't cause them to make a decision. Like imagine if you did something and that was not a direct correlation to them making their own decisions. That's actually what's happening. But it's hard to believe that in the moment because the narcissist typically tells you, this is your fault. You made me do this. You made me cheat on you because you weren't giving me what I wanted. You made me do this because of what you said to me. You made me do this because you rejected me by setting up a boundary. Like you'll see this over and over and over again. So you need to take a step back and be like, wait a second, am I taking responsibility for something that they did, for a choice that they did. This is oftentimes really prevalent in marriages where the, the husband cheats on the wife. Very prominent. It happened in my life. This is exactly like the same exact scenario. I would be like, hey, like I'm not getting enough in my mind. I'm not getting what I want. So I'm going to go find that connection with someone else. And so I would. And then it would make my wife feel like awful because she's like, wait a second. Like I'm not good enough because he sought out other women. You'll see this oftentimes, like, and you see this in big ways with a lot of men making these wimpy ass excuses of like, hey, my needs aren't met, so I'm going to go do this. At the end of the day, I said this on another video recently, the end of the day, you don't need sex to survive. It's crazy, right? Like sex is not water. Like if, if, you, if you don't drink water, you will eventually die. Okay. It might take you a good while, 
because there's a lot of other things out there. But like, if you have no liquids in your system, like you eventually die. If you go through life and you don't have sex, you will not die. But the majority of men are like, I'm going to die. So I'm going to go cheat on you. It's a bunch of bullshit excuses. Okay. And you don't really have a real man in your life. Just a coward. That doesn't want to actually show up. So side note. Anyways, devaluation happens a lot of times abusing you, making you feel worthless, making you feel alone, making you feel crazy. Okay. Then you break up, then you get away from the toxic person and then they come back and then you let them back in. This is the aspect then called hoovering. After relationships ended, individuals that, that deal with this get to the place where you get sucked back in. Hoovering, like a vacuum, sucks you back into a toxic relationship. Narcissist comes back into your life and it's like, please let me back in. Like, I'll do better. Like, I'm going to change. Like, I'm getting into therapy, all this kind of stuff. You're like, okay, we'll give you another try. They step back in, boom, everything's different. Like, oh, like I'm, I'm the best person ever. And then a couple weeks later, a month later, it's back to square one where you're back into the abusive relationship and typically it ramps up even more. A lot of times the promises to change, especially in the last minute, they'll apologize for even past behavior. You'll see covert narcissists apologize. Like, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry that you felt that way to try to make you feel guilty for even leaving and pull you back in and to keep you there. We got several other videos about hoovering, about some of the other stages, but that gives you like a brief overview. I want to ask you today, where are you in the stages? Like, where are you in those four different aspects? When we talk about, are you in the hoovering stage, the evaluation, are you getting gaslit, and are you getting love bombed? Like, where are you with that? Put some comments down below so people know, but then understand wherever you are, the first step is getting the awareness of where you are, and then us building a system to get you out. Mentally, emotionally, not just physically, but you also have to break free from your mind, from the toxic stories that you believe based on that person that's been in your life. I want to encourage you to go to escapetoxicity.com today. You can click on the link down below. You can tap on the link anywhere to be able to get free from narcissistic abuse. If you're at the place where you're like, I want to work even faster at it. I want to work even harder at it. I want to dive in 100% and you want to talk to me. We can go to rawmotivations.com, grab a one-on-one. We can talk about you being maybe a good fit for our Thriver community, joining our Clarity Challenge, whatever might work best for you that we can partner with you to help you step into your truth, to your clarity, to your certainty, step into who you're called to be. I hope you make the choice for you to start developing you to the next level, to start healing you and not stay isolated like the narcissist put you for such a long period of time.